0: Friends, welcome to another installment of the Insecurity Project podcast. Why is it so hard to tell the truth? I mean, you might not think that's true. You might feel like you always tell the truth. You're always honest. Um, That's great if that is true for you. I don't think it's true for many. And sure, we could argue about what is truth and is it possible even to know the truth in in such a subjective experience of life as humans. So let me just define what I mean when I say truth because I think, you know, it is true obviously that we are subjective and we see in part and we interpret things. However, there is still a level of precision and clarity and certainty and honesty and knowing, um, knowing accurately that is available to us, especially the stuff that's inside, especially the stuff that is accurate about our own experience of life. And most people are not truthful about that. So I've often wondered, why is that so? Why is it so difficult for people to tell the truth? And, and probably the better question is, why is it more difficult and so difficult for people to know the truth? It seems that people want to avoid the truth at all costs uh, for fear of what it will expose. I, I got sent a video of Will Smith um, making a, a public statement three months after the famous slap incident you might have seen it be interested to know what you thought about it and and the friend that sent it to me wanted to know he, he said I, I like it but something missing I'm not sure what it is um, to me all that was missing was the truth that's the only thing that was missing the, the sincerity was there the desire was there the intention was there the vulnerability was there um, uh, Will offered an apology looks down the camera and with the best energy he can muster says to chris i i apologize and i'm ready to talk when you are now the reason why chris is not ready to talk is because that is not an effective apology because it does not reference the truth about what actually went down there and and the problem is will doesn't actually know the truth of what went down there his best language is i went fuzzy i don't know what happened? I just know it wasn't acceptable. You might think, well, how could anyone know exactly what happened there? Well, sure, maybe we can never know exactly. But there's a bunch of things that really highlight all the insecurity that was exposed in that moment and then the need to prove and defend himself, which took over all rational thought and created a chemistry that produced a really dysfunctional behavior so in order to actually fix that he has to tell the truth because the four stages of an effective apology revolve around what's true about the situation what did you actually do will what is the crime what was it that inflicted the most pain it wasn't the physical blow that's actually not what you're apologizing for it's why did you do that in that setting? Why did you respond in that way? Why did you carry on like that? And then when, when you got up to announce, uh, to accept your award, why did you then defend yourself and define your actions as loving? Why did you do that? What was really going on for you, Will? If you can't understand that, how are you supposed to apologize What did you do and then why did you do it? If you have no self-awareness around the motivation, what was triggered in you? Why did you feel the need to defend your wife? Were you actually defending your wife or were you defending yourself? Because you felt like that was an indication of your inadequacy if your wife was being attacked. If you can't describe that experience to Chris, you are never going to be safe. He will be guarded toward you for the rest of your life. Most people don't know the truth and can't tell the truth because they're still so committed to playing the prove and defend game. It's a game that I I think it's impossible not to play that game, to be honest. I think you you come into the world as a child, as a toddler, just really secure in your knowledge, inherent knowledge, unconscious knowledge of your great wonder and, and worth you know what you deserve and and you get a really perfect feedback loop around that deserve that level of wonder for most parts and parents do feed clothe change nurture children even when they're busy and tired for for the most part and a child gets responded to when they have need instantly beyond two though that's not what happens which creates a great existential dilemma for a child because then they question their assumptions maybe i got it wrong maybe i don't have value and worth maybe there is something wrong with me that feels terrible so now the game begins now if there's something wrong with me now i must defend that and prove the opposite is true So I want to feel good about myself. How will I do that? I'll feel good when others like me, when others say good things about me, when others praise me. What have I got to do to get that? Okay, great. There is a set of behaviors and performance indicators that would increase my chances of getting that from the people in my world. I'll do that. I'll play that game. I'll enter into that quid pro quo to get what I need. All the while, in an attempt to prove and defend my value, to hide from what's true about me, the assumptions I've made around my nature, that there is a drama, a dilemma, a problem, and an adequacy with me. That's it. I mean, that, that is the mechanics of it. Tell me I'm wrong. Most people are still playing that game. They've never changed games. They've never updated the game. They've never exited that game and, and found a way to prove the nothing to prove and defend game. interesting thing around telling the truth is that it almost always costs you in the short term but almost always rewards you in the long term so because people are playing the prove and defend game they find a version of reality that rewards them in the here and now when you tell a lie it's because you fear the truth will will get you hurt now you'll escape Pain now it'll cost you in the future because you know you tell one lie now you're got to tell two lies to cover that lie before you know it you're 10 lies deep it'll erode your sense of confidence and your ability to know what's right and wrong in the world it will cost you but in the in the short term it will reward you that is the basic mechanics of telling lies so i'm, I'm not suggesting that people are bad i'm not suggesting that the reason people lie and don't tell the truth is because they are bad people. People are doing the best they know how. Self-awareness is just, it's deemed too costly, too difficult. Most people are not even consciously aware of their own truth. They don't even know what's true about their desires, about their motivations, about what is driving their behavior. They don't know. They genuinely don't know so how can they tell the truth about it if they don't even know the truth they don't know what they're afraid of they don't know what story they're living out of they they do not know the game that they are playing they don't know the rules that they've agreed to (laughs) like they can't see the structure they don't know what's true about it so very difficult to tell another person I often see interesting posts about anxiety uh, that are evidence of of this dilemma around not knowing the truth so you can't tell the truth. This post reveals the eight hidden symptoms of anxiety. Listen to this and, and tell me if you think it's the truth about the situation. Eight hidden symptoms of anxiety. One, feeling unable and too afraid to speak up. 2. Constantly worried about coming off as stupid. 3. Always stressed about the right words to use. 4. Resentment for not living up to expectations. 5. Thinking everyone sees inside your head. 6. Believing everyone is silently judging you. 7. Thinking you need to be perfect to be accepted. 8. Feeling like you must overachieve and be the best at everything to be considered intelligent. Now, that is a version of the story that rewards you in the short term because if that is true, now you have a justification for your nervousness, for your lack of confidence, for your unwillingness to show up, for your proven defend energies because there's something wrong with you because you have anxiety. That version of the story Rewards you now, but it costs you in the future because it ties you to a label that becomes a prison and you become more anxious, not less. That is not the truth. That they are not symptoms of anxiety, they are symptoms of insecurity. They are the essence of insecurity. (laughs) Anxiety needs a backstory to survive. If you were secure. And had nothing to prove and nothing to defend. It would be impossible, literally impossible to have any of those eight hidden symptoms of anxiety. You couldn't be anxious. (laughs) But the truth, to tell the truth about that situation will cost you here and now. Because no one wants to be insecure. If that's true, my goodness, now I'm confronted with deeper fear more troubling fear now I'm confronted with the thing I least want to have confirmed about myself I think there's a problem with me but I don't want it confirmed that is the human condition you know I described before the transition from naught to two to two and beyond and the existential angst that arises there when your perfect feedback loop gets broken then the assumptions that there's there's something wrong with you the misunderstandings that take place there that you double down on and then run or hide, I think there's something wrong with me. I really do. You you can't turn the light on and tell the truth if you have something to hide. That's why it's so hard to tell the truth, because there is something to hide. But is there something to hide? Is there actually something wrong with you? For fear of that dilemma, that Assumption that there's something wrong with you being solidified, being proven to be true, being confirmed, your worst opinion of yourself confirmed by somebody else. You run or you hide. There's no truth in running or hiding. Proven defend energy, proving and defending, the proven defend game. I, uh, I love bookstores, love reading books. I, I went into a couple of bookstores on the weekend. And, you know, having been picked up by a publisher and having my books uh, in bookstores, I'm always, you know, really curious to see, is my book in this store? And, and it's not, and, and it won't be, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is challenging and, and not, not surprising at all because, um, because the truth is so confronting. I, you know bookstores are full of books that don't tell the truth they're versions of the narrative that don't cost you now that reward you now uh, leverage how to change the people you love for all the right reasons and get the relationships you deserve uh, I, I've i entered that in the Australian Business Book Awards and I, I'm hoping to win the best personal development book of the year in Australia and I, I think it is well I don't, I don't think I'll win though because I, I think it is a difficult book to read because there is nowhere to hide in that book and therefore it, you, it costs you to read that book it costs you now to tell the truth I promise you it rewards you in the long run but right now it costs you because you're going to have to face that thing that fear of inadequacy, so that thing that you think is wrong with you that's what the truth will cause you to do Uh, you know but sorry and not sorry obviously because going and having a look at it you're going to discover it's not true and you're okay and the wonderful thing is that then leads you to this conversation with your own self around can you trust yourself or not can you trust your own nature is your nature good if your nature's not good you can never rest by the way If there's a problem with you, you have to manage yourself for the rest of your life. Or your best energy is to prove and defend you're okay for fear that you're not. You can never rest. You're only as good as your last performance or your last hideout. Any moment, things could change for you. You can never rest. You can never relax. If you relax, your nature will come out and you will be exposed. What a tortured way to live. to trust your nature imagine that imagine being able to trust the integrity of your nature to be relaxed about being inherently good with nothing to prove and nothing to defend I, I think if you can't trust your own nature you have nothing in the world really it's empty it's hollow it's fleeting it's a myth it's a projection you don't ever hold it You can never be relaxed. This is one of the great tragedies of Christianity for all the good Christianity has done in the world and all the beauty and wonder of it. The ugliness of some of the Christian message is around that that our nature is not trustworthy. There is a problem with human beings. We are inherently bad, deserving punishment. And the gospel message is that God sent his son to pay the price for bad human beings so that they didn't get punished. He was punished on their behalf. They deserved punishment. But he atoned for that. It sounds like a loving story, Mom. I don't like it. I don't. I, I think it's destructive and ugly. Works well for systems. If you can't trust your nature, then you can't. Make decisions that you'll let someone else decide what's right and wrong for you. You'll just trust what you're told, and repeat that, and defend it, tie your identity to it. That'll work well for institutions and systems. Not good for human beings, though. Um, you know, the insecurity project is always an invitation into that central dilemma: Who are you? Are you okay? Can you trust your nature or not? there's only one way to find out there's only uh, there's only one of two answers yes or no hope you've enjoyed the music backing today shout out to Jed Zamet who's produced the track that you're listening to I've enjoyed talking over the top of it it's created a gentleness to the stark nature of telling the truth that may make it more palatable I think I'm going to keep it I think I'm going to keep talking over the top of music talk to you again next week